Yo, what's going on, y'all? What's going on, man? We got episode. I'm not even gonna try to guess, man. I'm not even gonna try to guess what episode it is. Got a lot going on, man. Got a lot going on between um, of course, sports, combat sports. Got a little controversy. Actually, I want to get into that now. Um, we'll get into that now. So recently, uh. Everybody knows LeBron James. I'm not a I'm not a gigantic fan of uh how things operate. We'll, we'll discuss that at a later part. Um on his Snapchat or Instagram, whatever it was, I, I'm I'm not sure what, what platform it was. I just saw the picture of it, so I believe it's Snapchat. Um he said uh getting Jewish money or whatever. Which he he was quoting uh Twenty One Savage. Um I don't know what song it is. I, I don't listen to Twenty One Savage, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know what song it is, but it was a, it's a quote from that. Twenty One Savage made it like an official apology about it and everything else, yada yada. Um, it's a rap line that's been said quite, quite a lot. I mean, it's it's been said. You know, there's a rap money, which is a Busta Rhymes song. Getting Rick Ross like would throw in like a Jewish um, greeting, most like. Most foreign greetings just sound real good. It feels, it sounds like, you know, you know the language. Like Kevin Gates would do it with Spanish. Um, when he said narco-traficante, that just means drug dealer. Um, but when he said, you know, when he throw a couple extra lines with it, it make you think like he knows the language. But all he did was just tell you drug dealer in Spanish. Um, Ross does it. Um, Jay-Z's done it. Laheim and, you know... Uh, uh, they do it all the time. Um, my my point is, are there any Jewish people that were actually offended from that? Uh, if if you are like from the comments of uh, Twenty One Savage apologizing, his his apology was uh was was pretty genuine. Uh, and he said, you know, I it was just a line. Um, he never meant to offend anybody. He loves everybody. Um, he he know he didn't mean to offend anybody, but if he did, he apologized for that, which is really genuine. Because most people would say, "Hey, I don't really don't give a shit." You know, um, my plan was just to say what I was gonna say. I'm not offending anybody. If you're offended, fuck you, yada yada. But he apologized for people that were offended, even though he didn't mean to be offended, which is a little bit more genuine there. LeBron was just genuine. He know what he was saying. He know what the line meant. He know he's not supposed to be saying a line like that. Typically, he doesn't say any lines like that. Um, he's been getting a little bit more open with the "I don't fuck with white people" line in context. It was mixed in with something else, but he knows that solo quote alone is is pretty uh wild. So he's getting a little. It's getting a little wild too. That's an, yeah, he's getting very wild now that I think about it. Over the past like four or five months, he's been wild. But my point is, were there any Jewish people that were offended? Because when I looked in 21 Savages, the comments to that tweet, and of course, this is not the best way to get the opinion of an actual race, but some of the people that were in there, whether they were Jewish or not, uh, one of them was Lil Dicky, white rapper, he's Jewish. Yes. Um, he said he wasn't offended. He felt that his comments, made, he, but he's a rapper, so he he knows what that means. You know what I'm saying? He he knows what that means when rappers say different things. You feel me? Like when comics, when comics have different jokes, 
comics know each other's they know what a human is they know what a human is just like rappers know um what what the lines are what a you know shit like that my point is every time we come to this this threshold this point we come to this this line where there are people who are not a part of the alleged offended so there are people who are not jewish calling it offensive bring it to the light that it's offensive because it sounds offensive to them do you get what i'm saying people who are not jewish were offended of a line that wasn't meant to be said you know harshly and they took that and they tried to bring it to a level where they made two people seem like they were insulting a a, a, a race of people or ethnicity of people race a race uh, yes it's blood it's blood it's race it's in the blood it's not just uh it's not just a a religion it's the blood it's them they they are the people um there are people but aside from all this bullshit where are you people coming from there was a there's a time and point and i'll say let's say at 2012 to 14 um it's mostly around the mike brown ferguson thing um it's just a a couple other things in between where we all took a leap Pretty much all of us took a leap forward as far as realizing that the things that we were saying and the things that we were doing actually offended people. And even though they're just regular parts of our vocabulary or our life, there's certain words that are are terrible, but to a lot of people, they're just They've never used it in that way. They've never used it in a slur. I'm not saying N-word. Get your ass whipped. They're not. I'm saying the F-word when it comes to uh, gay people. That word is, uh, for a lot of people, was just a word that meant to. It's a very hurtful word. It's a word that shouldn't be used at all. And I'll get to that. It was a word that was used by a lot of people just, just to emasculate other men um i'm sure they knew that it was a deeper meaning of that but the frontlining meaning was that now were they wrong absolutely um there's a lot of people who have changed their ways i've i've i rarely hear it to be honest with you uh i rarely rarely hear it anymore and one of the reasons i'm not um into like of course racial slurs or any type of slurs because of course they offend people but it's kind of old like how about expand your vocabulary a little bit or how about you just just call me a stupid motherfucker like somebody calling me stupid it's extremely fucking offensive to me the n-word is offensive to me but calling me like stupid or dumb holy shit like that's an instant fight the N-word might be, I, I might think of it as a bait. So I won't, I will react. But I, 
it'll be a cold red, cold, cold yellow type thing. Calling me like dumb. Like, holy shit. So we might we might scrap instantly. So as a society, let's use some fucking vocabulary when it comes to insulting people, huh? Let's just let's get it together, man. Stop using the same old words. Call me a nigga, call me an N-word don't mean nothing, man. Or it means something. Whoop your ass. But think of something a little smarter, man. It's been the same word for like like four, five hundred years. Jesus Christ, son. Let's let's get it together. Let's just let's pull it up, man. My cousin, he's gay. I just call him a can of cherries. It's alright. He's cool. Everything's cool. Get your shit together. Get your act together. Just call somebody a stupid bitch if you're if you're you're angry at him or something like that. No, you know. Get a fucking thesaurus. Aside from that. Um one of the things I really want to get on here and uh and get to uh is 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 basketball sports type and I'm making a, a full fucking a full fledged turn on uh what that subject was before. But I I felt like a subject I needed to, to address because it seems like it happens a lot where there uh there's just people who are just offended by everything. And even though I think we are getting smarter as a society, we should act as though we are smart as a society. And I think we've gotten a thousand miles, a thousand years smarter than we were 10 years ago in the last four years, five years. I think we've pushed forward just as thinkers. But there's some of us who's pushed a little bit too forward. It's probably why we have... Uh, a dumbass, a goldfish for fucking president right now. But moving forward, let's get to basketball. And I, I want to make this short and sweet, but that probably won't happen. I'm pretty angry about this, right? So, I have to speak about Anthony Davis. I got to speak about LeBron James. I got to speak about the, the Pelicans and the Lakers. These are things I just have to talk about. These are things that I want to talk about. LeBron James does not make comments for no reason, which is why I'm a little iffy on the, the Jewish thing also because uh, I was watching a, actually I was just watching a, like a podcast or a piece of an interview with Matt Barnes and um, Gilbert Arenas and some other cat uh, who's like the host of the podcast with Matt, with Gilbert Arenas, I believe. It's the No Chill podcast. Um, and, and Gilbert was just speaking about the strategic viewings of LeBron James. You've never seen LeBron James at like Foot Locker. Well, you won't see him because he's at Nike. That's a bad example. You've never seen him at a grocery store. Like, you've never seen him how you see other celebrities. You've seen Jennifer Aniston at fucking CVS. You've seen Whitney Houston at CVS. You've seen Mariah Carey. You've seen Mariah Carey at a store. You've seen him on the street. You've seen him out and about. But you see him on the everyday tip. You may see somebody on the red carpet, you know. You don't really see LeBron them like that. And when you see them like that, they want they're, they're painting a picture for you. Because it's much better to paint a picture and hand it to you than to for you to watch me draw the picture. If you get what I'm saying. 
It's better for me to just go in the room and make a picture for you and give it to you. It's much easier on both of us. Then you come and watch me paint the shit. Because it's two different. Those are two different processes. There's two different ways of, of thinking that's going to go into to both of those things. All right. So I don't believe that he says anything or does anything uh, um, by accident. Very, very small cat. And they've, they've done this since the beginning. Um, and it's just, it's just gotten better. It's so good that it's actually creepy because it's kind of the it's kind of the, the the Jay Z Beyonce thing. They did the apparent they did a random thing. We see him in a club two days ago. And it was just random pictures of him in the club. I don't follow them. I don't follow their pictures or whatever. I see him on the timeline. Um, but when the last time you see them two in a club? But that gives you a narrative. If you one of the people that want to paint a narrative, to me it's just two them two sitting in the club. They look bored and shit. Like, oh, yo, let me go out. Let's go out. Let's just see how it is. Let's see if we still feel it. They go there. They obviously look like they don't feel it. They bounce out. Now to another person, they may think like, oh shit, Jay Z, Beyonce, they real down to earth. They just come and hang with oh regular degular niggas someday. I didn't see it like that, but I see things a little different because I'm looking at it at a very neutral point of view. With LeBron, I'm not looking at a very neutral point of view, but I kind of understand it. I understand the parameters of it. So, the statement um, that was made about him saying, hey, I would want to play with Anthony Davis. Um, Anthony Davis being signed to Clutch, which is his sports agency. Um his sports agency that just so happens whenever he's on a team or going to a team, the players on there get paid. That's why Tristan Thompson, who averages six points and four rebounds, can get a hundred million because he's signed with Clutch. So you want to keep LeBron happy, who also said that same week that Tristan Thompson did his get his contract that he wasn't going to sign his contract until Tristan Thompson got a new contract. Same thing with goes to J.R. Smith. Um, these two cats are paid. Good for them. Congratulations. They do absolutely nothing when it comes to the job. Who really fucking cares? Get overpaid for your job. More, more fucking power for you. If, you. if you're terrible at your job and they still overpay you to do it, Jesus Christ. And they're terribly overpaid because it's $100 million. The statement was put out to, and it wasn't put out. When like, you know, it's five reporters asking LeBron James questions or six reporters when they say, hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? Hey, what about that? Because those are a lot of questions are being thrown. It's just after a game and you're just popping around and you're just talking. This was made by himself one on one with the reporter. They were in a locker room, but he pulled the reporter to the side to answer one on one questions. So he knew this would be published quite instantly. It wasn't said in jest. It wasn't said. It wasn't said as a joke. It wasn't said how he said it the second time when he's trying to clean it up and give him all those players' names and all these different type of things. What I think that does is I think it does a couple of things. I think it. I think it lets Anthony Davis know, hey, you have a home here. You know, if you want to stay, that's cool. Because we still get a percentage of your supermax. So if I get 5% of your contract, if I get 1% of your contract, let's say if I get 5% of your contract and it's a $235 million contract, us at your sports agency, I think we still did pretty good. If you want to come 
over here, if you're thinking of going somewhere, we could definitely use it in, in L.A. To L.A., Bright Lights, Championships. Hey, I'm LeBron James. I just went to 80 of these motherfuckers. What it also does is it puts a sense of urgency to Anthony Davis because we're on a losing streak. When there's losing streaks, there's panic. There are uh, reports from teammates saying, hey, if AD wants to do this, he might as well just go. Me, at this point, I'm saying if this is in the air, he hasn't shut anything down. He said, oh, I choose um, legacy over money. Just go ahead and go. Because dragging yourself through this, dragging the entire NBA through this, dragging fans, teams, who give a fuck about the fans, really. Dragging the team through this, kind of give a fuck about them either. It's just a big pain that you really don't need to deal with, right? I don't think you need to deal with it. But why I think something should have been done about it is because it's pretty obvious. So the Boston Celtics cannot trade for this man this year because they have Kyrie. It's a kind of bullshit rule. Brian Winhurst found out um, about. Is either like a franchise player or a key player or whatever. Um, I think the Celtics have like Kyrie's rights. And you can't have two players' rights when they're from different teams or something like that on a roster at the same time. So unless they were to trade Kyrie, they can't have Andy Davis on their team this year. Not this year. Kyrie is a is a, is a fridge after this year. So it's a good chance he may go anyway. Boston has more than enough assets to get Anthony Davis comfortably while keeping the Pelicans happy and doing whatever they do. But if you get him to force the trade, let's just say Nawish, then you're the only team that's really in the game. And if you're the Pelicans, you can you can say, hey, you're in the contract. You're going to sit for a fucking year and a half. You kind of would get a bad ref for that. Um, I think Jimmy Butler got a should have got a lot, lot more flack than he got for just his actions with trying to get off the team. Because I think he know Tibbs is up. And I, 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 I get the situation. But cursing our teammates and just doing everything he did, probably something not you could do. And I don't think Anthony Davis is the type of cat that's going to do stuff like that. But I think if it's lingering, then he won't play to his best. And, you know, I, it is his prime. Um, I, Actually, I don't think he's, he's actually, he's. I think he's approaching it. But you get people like Paul Pierce that say, oh, uh, you know, that was a, he did a meaningless game. You know, he had 30 and 20 and they still lost. That's meaningless. He just Paul Pierce was trash for like not trash. He wasn't trash. His team was trash like six years straight, seven years straight, eight years. His team was trash. For quite a while. <coughs> Excuse me. And. um. I just feel like it's not like we're going to even go into the playoffs every year. And he is a great player. But it's not like LeBron type of great 
when young LeBron, and I know the competition is a, a whole lot different because the East back then, it's a lot different than the West right now. I think the West right now is the hardest conference in the history of the NBA. I don't think the, the, a conference has ever been so stacked. If you think about the 90s East, it was the Bulls, Knicks, Heat, Pacers, Charlotte. And, and one of them would usually cancel each other out. And it would usually just be the Pacers, Knicks, Bulls. It's usually just three teams. The Heat and Charlotte. I mean, I don't remember the Heat or Charlotte ever getting into the the uh, Eastern Conference Championship. Eastern Conference Finals. Until Jordan and everything, of course, was gone. But you don't remember those three other playoff teams. You don't remember who they were. They're probably Milwaukee or some shit like this. The West, you know everybody. And from top to bottom, it's a very, very difficult place to get in we've won one playoff series and i think we've been to a total of about 10 now as good as he is just like his buddy demarcus cousins as good as he was in sacramento they never even made the playoffs kevin love they never even made the playoffs now we've made the playoffs and we won our first playoff uh series last year But it's not like we're going to the finals every year. If y'all feel what I'm saying. Like just like Kevin Garnett back in the day. The West wasn't that crazy when Kevin Garnett was getting bounced. In the in the late 90s. What matter of fact, I'm sorry. The West. Lakers, Portland, Sacramento. Late 90s, Spurs. All right, it was that. So a counter-argument to myself would be if one team is chosen to be the NBA champions the last five years straight, one team is from the East and one team from the West. The Warriors and Cavs, besides this year, of course, LeBron is gone. If those two teams for the last four years were chosen to play into the finals by every single sports news media talking head, then what the fuck else matters, really? If we know the Warriors are going to play the Cavs, or if we know the Warriors are going to make it. Why is why are the Pelicans franchise, Dell Demps, who's an absolutely terrible GM, but he's been decent as of late. Why are they getting so much flat besides for not putting a championship team around him when you're not going to win the fucking championship? Because there's one team that's been going for the last four or five years and they're in the exact same fucking conference. And nobody is even close to them. They're a little bad this year, but still, realistically, nobody's even close to them. Why does it even fucking matter? Nobody's saying this about Giannis. Nobody was saying this about Porzingis. It doesn't fucking matter anyway. They still gonna lose. Nobody said this with Kawhi and the Spurs. You got Kawhi. You think Kawhi's really gonna stay there and hoop with 40-year-olds? 40-year-olds that would still be there if he was playing now. Tony Parker's trash. Mind you, nobly as an empty bottle of fucking empty two liter. He's just trash now. 
Who is hooping? Last year, who was going to beat the Warriors? Let me tell you who. Nobody, because all you fucking said was that they was going to win. That's a good cone arguing to myself right there. I kind of like that. I thought of that on the spot. That's pretty good. It's true. Yes, they they haven't done a good job of putting a solid team behind them. Is the team this year pretty fucking good? They're pretty fucking good. Julius Randle is hoping. Drew Holiday is hoping. Miritic has been injured the last 10 games. Before that, in the playoffs, he's hoping. Yeah, he got to do some nice by himself. But Russell Westbrook has been playing like that for 10 years. And y'all shit on Westbrook. Ten years. Westbrook has been playing. It's eleven. He's been playing full speed, two hundred percent for eleven years, and nobody has ever said any anything but complain about it. He's had more knee surgeries than Derrick Rose. None but heart. You know why he re-signed in OKC? Because his boy re-signed there. Motherfucker Steven Adams. Aquaman and fuck himself. Can't just bounce. Can't just dip. His boy re-signed there because he knew he was going to stay there. Can't just dip out. It's your team. Run it. We don't think OKC is going to win this year. They got Paul George. Nobody's crying about them. They just hoop. They just play. Fucking hoop it out. So in turn. That was a long turn. Creating the narrative. That top four players, two of the top four players, let's say five just to be a little fit, two of the top five players, again, in the NBA that should play together, while at the same time complaining about the team that we all chose to be the NBA champions the last four years straight, I think it's a little wild. Because even though that's a personal problem, Anthony Davis leaving could pretty much be the death sentence for the New Orleans Pelicans franchise. People already don't go to the games. It's a Saints town. It's a football town. They knew that from the last two fucking times they put a basketball team there. That it's a football town. When the Jazz left, it was a football town. It was the Dome Patrol. They were trash, but it was still a football town. When the Hornets left, it was fucking football town. To this day, it's a football town. So hopefully they learn their lesson. Um, Seattle may get them a team. Las Vegas may get them a team. But I think it's real shitty that... Uh, LeBron and the Lakers 
and even though Matt Johnson has already been fined a quarter of a million dollars for tampering, I just think it's a little crazy that these guys get to put it out in the air that they want Anthony Davis to come to them and come right now while we have the advantage of trading over you because the team that can actually offer the most to trade for you, they can't trade for you right now. This may be a personal problem for me. And if it is, fuck it. Thank y'all for listening. We be back.